Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know what people were thinking. Mm. They were thinking, there's no way they're going to redo this episode. It's the end of the week. <laughs> they're just going to hold out until the next one's due out next Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. And you were wrong. Mm. We're doing it to spite you <laughs> for having such a low expectation yes, of us. here we are. Yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? It was very weird, yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to have those beeps decoded. Those beeps. To know what did they mean? No. I tried to translate them, but I couldn't remember that. I thought maybe if I could translate them, I could like type it up and then we could have the podcast, a written podcast for the week. Mm. But I was unable, I'm afraid, and I couldn't remember what we'd said. So. It was a bit close encounters of the third kind. Maybe it was aliens trying to communicate with us. I hadn't thought of that. Maybe we're the aliens. Maybe we had this moment of clarity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's getting a bit weird. Yeah, I know. It's getting weird. Um, So sorry about that. We have no idea what happened. And I uh, I asked some technically minded people, none of whom were able to offer a satisfactory explanation. But I do know that everything is working fine now. So here we are. Yes. I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. With all these Russian assets being seized. Yeah. These super yachts. Mm -hmm. Are they going to do something like, you know, every now and again, when the police have confiscated a bunch of stuff from burglaries, but they don't know where it came from, and then they, they do it, you know, they sell it off cheap. Oh, yeah. Will they do that with super yachts? Why? Are you thinking you're going to get one, a cheap one? I don't know. Does I it mean, suit it, your lifestyle? Well, the, the thing is, yeah. I'm trying to think where I put it. <laughs> That's the first question. Yeah, yeah, first so there's one. that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if a drifter, I don't know if a, somebody with our issues hmm. could ever own a super yacht what you think you'd feel out of place in the community that world well i think we feel out of place in the community anyway hmm. so that that's fine that's less of an issue is the staff i don't think you can have one of those things without a crew and i've said before yeah. I, i'm deeply uncomfortable when when karina our cleaner is in the house and i'm offering to do stuff myself and having awkward conversations and I just feel like if I, I had a super yacht, I'd be saying, oh, you don't have to wear a uniform. I'm not saying they should be nude, by the way. <laughs> no, n- none of us thought that, by no. the way, no. I wasn't that, that, that type. Of, I'm sure there are super yacht owners like that. Oh. Ooh. 
I don't imagine there's very good HR departments on super yachts. No, you don't hear about that. Do no, you? no, no. But I mean, um, I'd just be apologetic. I don't, those people are there to bring you things, but I'd feel awkward about asking them to bring me things. Mm-mm. I'd be staying out of their way when they were swabbing the deck. Yeah, yeah. Is swabbing it, mopping it. So yeah, swabbing it. Why yeah. do things have a different name when they're at sea? <laughs> so, so swabbing it. Um, and I, th- I think that I'd feel so awkward about being a guy with a super yacht that I'd constantly be trying to get them to enjoy the super yacht and say, hey, why don't you come in the hot tub with me? Right. And then that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> For anyone, no. 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 So. Who wants to go in a hot tub with their boss? Like, no, nobody does. <laughs> no one. Nobody. <laughs> oh, hot tubs. I wonder if I'll ever go in a hot tub again. Oh, that's an interesting question, yeah. Do you know, I've never been in one of those hot tubs in someone's back garden. Right. I've been in ones in hotels. Okay. Memorably in Iceland yeah. once, but I've been in a few like that. But uh, I'm never in one of those ones that people have in their suburban back garden. They've got pampas grass out the front. Right, yeah, of course, yeah. I had. Big bowl for keys. Really? You went swinging in a hot tub? <laughs> No, there was no swinging involved. Oh, I bet no. the people who own the hot tub were so disappointed. <laughs> it wasn't like that. That's what they're trying to get started. <laughs> I have told you this story. I'm, I'm, um, you know, my Swedish friends, Alex and Gree, who I've mentioned quite a lot. Mm. When they were first dating, they were going over to see some friends for dinner, some friends of Alex's. He was introducing Gree to them for the first time. And they lived in a small apartment. And Alex said on the way, look, you know, I'll just warn you now that they are into swinging. And if some, you know, if they just seem to be, get a bit uncomfortably close, you know, it's it's quite possible that they'll try and get something going. Oh, wow. But they're good at picking up on signals. So if you, you know, you don't give anything back, then they'll they'll respect that. Okay. So sure enough, they, they go over and there's a couple of times when Grease sitting and, you know, the, the woman of the couple comes and sits a bit, too close to her and you know it just feels like there's this undercurrent yeah but again it's not what alex and gray wanted to happen so so nothing happened and um and now they've been married for years and years and years and years 10 years after the occasion they have these people over Mm. and there's just something again in the air where gray is thinking i wonder if they're trying to get something going tonight yeah but, but it's all very subtle. Mm. There's nothing, nothing tangible necessarily. So after they leave, she says, uh, well, I think they were uh, up to their old tricks again. Alex says, what do you mean? <laughs> she says, um, you know, with the with the swinging stuff, I think they were, you know, maybe they were feeling frisky and they're trying to get something going. Mm-hmm. Alex said, what, what swinging stuff? She said, do you not remember when we, first time we ever went over to their apartment, you told me on the way just to watch this? Alex goes, I know, I was joking. I was just making that up. <laughs> I love him. So, so she has spent wow. 10 years misconceiving everything about the way that these people yeah, yeah. move, interact, as as trying to in- initiate I love that. Swinging. Just even that first night, how different that was for her because of those words. Like, she changed her whole perspective on the evening and he just made it up. They were doing all these innocent yeah, things. She was like, oh, exactly. they're trying to get yeah. it started. Yeah. It tickles me that. That's it brilliant. really does. Um, hey, speaking of them, by the way, um, this, this will make sense in a second. I saw um, a news story about PFAs. Do you know what PFAs are? Nope. Um, I don't either. 
Okay. I was going to say like public f- displays of affection, but it's, it's definitely is the, uh, is the F a fungible? Yeah. <laughs> often is Annabelle and I were <laughs> Annabelle and I before we started recording, we talked about non. I was trying to explain to Annabelle what I understand about non fungible tokens, yeah. which are NFTs, yeah. which isn't much. And Annabelle said, "What does the what does it stand for?" So I said, and what tickles me about just that as an expression is there's the assumption that we're all walking around using the word fungible and we need to know that these ones are non-fungible yes, yes. like any of us have ever said fungible never in my life yeah. before this anyway um pfas they, they they are known as forever chemicals that you find them in stuff like non-stick pans food packaging uh, yeah, and so yeah, on yeah, yeah. and and scientists have found that um the the levels of these the, the toxic ones uh, allowable levels are too high in our drinking water here in the uk which is perhaps a little worrying. Mm. And also it reminded me of when they came over to visit recently, Alex and Greer, I met them in a restaurant. I got there before they did and I'd got a big jug of water on the table. And when they sat down, I um, said, oh, do you, want a, do you want a glass of water? And I got, you know, the glasses that were piled up and, and started to pour. She said, oh, is that, um, is that tap water? I said, yeah. She said, oh, we'll, we'll order bottled water. Oh. I said, do you, do you drink tap water at home? She said, oh, yeah. I said, which which countries would you not drink tap water in? Mm. And she thought about it and she said, mm, I don't, I'd only drink it in the other Nordic countries. And I found that so interesting. Like, firstly, I felt defensive of our tap water. Immediately, yeah. Corporation pop. What's wrong with ours? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I seem to remember when holidays abroad weren't as common as they are now mm. people would get very nervous about going to spain and drinking the water yeah yeah, yeah. i never thought we were i never thought anybody looked at us like no, that. no i didn't know I think that people were coming here and thinking well best not drink their water it's like when i found out that people like laughed about our teeth i feel it's the same thing we didn't know that they were laughing about our tap water and our plumbing and our plumbing yes yeah, yeah. the fact that we have the pipes the toilet on the inside of the wall so you have to mm. smash the wall up to get out <laughs> i mean to be fair that is, that is a bit weird <laughs> They do make a good point on that one, to be fair, yeah. Don't they laugh at like where we put our radiators as well? What, really? What's wrong with them? I can't remember. I, th- I think it's that... Do you think radiators in this country are or aren't under windows commonly? Very. All mine are under windows, most of them. Then maybe it's that, that they're laughing at that, or maybe it, it's... All the heat's going out the window. Oh, I can't remember. There's something. Oh, okay. I'll look that up. What's the other one? Something about our drains. Oh, I know. Washing machine in the kitchen. I think that's weird. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. To be yeah. fair, that is also weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, in Sweden, like you always see the washer and the dryer in the bathroom, mm. and it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Anyway, mm. um, well, a little detour there. So so there was, uh, there was that feeling defensive about the tap water that I was going to mention. And another thing I saw this week, mm. I thought you would enjoy. Oh, yeah. Because it's a pig-based story. Oh, lovely. Go on. And this is some uh, researchers from Copenhagen, Zurich, and the French National Research Institute for Agriculture. They uh, have been doing a big study on pigs. Okay. Oh, you love a pig, don't you? I absolutely adore pigs. Yeah, they're beautiful. Do you think sunglasses improve, always improve a pig? Always. Yeah, me too. Um, so what they've, what they've done is that they've re- recorded the sounds of pigs. Mm-hmm. And I think like more than 7,000 sounds and put them in lots of different scenarios. The sample size was high as well. It was hundreds and hundreds of pigs. Mm -hmm. And then they developed an algorithm 
to figure out whether what what how the noises corresponded mm. to what the pigs were experiencing right and then they could figure out what constituted a positive emotion okay what constituted negative emotion what and what you know what was in between yeah so do you want to hear some of the positive situations yeah, for yeah, pigs yeah so pigs really enjoy it when piglets suckle from their mothers oh. <laughs> okay i usually wouldn't enjoy the word suckle but in this instance i'm finding it quite cute yep or when they're reunited with family members oh isn't it nice that's lovely do you also want to uh hear what negative so okay. i know this is going to be distressing but okay. things that pigs consider to be negative experiences yeah yeah castration and slaughter <laughs> So we we do know now <laughs> well, we didn't that know they before. weren't enjoying no. either of those things. Thank goodness. Now we know. So now, now that we know, now that this knowledge is in the public domain, how do you think it will affect things? <laughs> well, they'll, they'll stop doing them, won't they? Now they know they didn't like them. So they'll have a bunch of farmers <laughs> thinking, well, oh, I never. Oh. Oh, good voice. <laughs> I, I'm i not sure. It's like one of the Wurzels, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. not one for an accent, really. I think it's fine for me to do it, though, isn't it? I think it's okay to do a stereotype of farmer, isn't it? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Now I'm worried. Yeah. I'm going to get the union on you. What, the National Farmers Union? Yeah, yeah. Done mobile discos for that. Well, oh. uh, young farmers, I think, have done mobile discos. Just mention that, you'd be fine. Very rowdy. Oh, really? Yeah, very raucous. Mm. <laughs> Just thinking of groups of people who you always think are raucous, like um, uh, like student nurses living in one of those dorms. <laughs> student nurses. <laughs> And then my mind immediately goes to Abby Titmus. Why does my mind go to Abby Oh, and Happy New Year. What, sorry? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Whenever I hear Abby Titmus, I, I have a compulsion to say and a Happy New Year. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, so do you think the farmers are now going to be thinking, oh, well, this, uh, this puts a whole new spin on things. It turns out they don't like being slaughtered. Yeah. We should just leave them to it then. <laughs> Well, that's good news. They will then. They, mm. they never knew. Now they know. They don't like it. They'll just let them suckle and be reunited. <laughs> Do you think it was? Um, I think that farmer voice was a problem. Um, I don't know. I'm a bit worried about this union, seeing as they're so rowdy. Why have they always got West Country accents? <laughs> well, it's the stereotype. That's why. But farmers, they're not just in the West Country. No, no. They're all over, aren't they? Yeah. I'll tell you something I think about farmers. Go on. I hope this is this could be more controversial than me doing the uh, oh, oh, the voice. Okay, ready. I think they get up too early. They do. Aren't they the ones that make us have daylight saving? Is that yes. the reason why we have it? Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we mess around with the clocks twice yes. a year. Yeah, yeah. Because, so it's their fault. Yeah. Them and Scottish school children, I think. Okay, right, right. But, you know, I think they'd be fine as well. They can just wear reflectors, high yeah. vis. People yeah. should be careful. Are you saying then that the, you think that the farmers should just get up later? Why well, here's, 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 here's the thing. So, yeah. so a farmer, from what I understand, like gets up at what three forty-five, four. I'm guessing. Yeah. And then they have to like milk the herd, yeah. and um, I don't know. Like this is something with pig swill. Um, probably have to plough the fields and scatter the good seed on the land. I think there's just a lot of milking, isn't Mil there? Milking yeah. is yeah, yeah. So, my big idea for farmers. Yeah. Is this? Yeah. Get up at about seven. <laughs> right. Yeah. Perform your ablutions. Yeah, yeah. Have your breakfast. Maybe watch a bit of Nagamanchetti. <laughs> yeah. And then go and milk the cows. Right. Like the cows don't know what time it is. 
What if the cows then all get mastitis though because they haven't been milked? No, they won't. They'll, they'll be fine. I mean, there might be the the switchover day is tricky. Yeah, you can get these wearable breast pumps now. Maybe you could put those on before bed. <laughs> they could, they could like. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a, this this is a, and and then what I then recommend that they do. Mm. Stay up a bit later. Yes. Watch the stuff that's on telly of an evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe when news night is coming on, think, time to call it a day. Go even crazier at those discos. Yes. Yes, because you, you can, because you're not going yeah. up so early. Yeah, get up a bit later, yeah. So th- that's um, mm. th- that's my big idea to revolutionise farming. And and that clock changing thing. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all part of the same thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Mm. Can uh, if if you listen to this and you're not a farmer but you know one, yeah. can you pass all that on? <laughs> yes. Except the bit where I was doing the voice. Maybe neglect to mention that. Thank yes, you. Yeah. It's quite enough from me. Let's hear from the drifters. First one is from Ruth. My partner and I have both been working from home during the pandemic. Usually me downstairs, him in the bedroom. You'd think we would have got used to it by now. And for the most part, I have. But a few weeks ago, I walked into the bedroom to get something and he was in a different position to usual on a Zoom call with the video on. I panicked. Could they see me? Now, I know that all of us working from home are used to background activity and noise and there's nothing wrong with walking past someone and briefly being in shot during a Zoom meeting. I know that. It happens with my colleagues all the time. So really, I have no idea why, what I did, what I did. I pulled a horrified face, dropped to the floor and crawled along behind him on my hands and knees. (laughs) I suspect I was still in shot the whole time. (laughs) The shame. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. That was her instinct. It's. Re- I tell you what, um, if you're listening to this and you have a story of trying and failing to pass unnoticed. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. Thinking, oh, I, I, I'm going to try and keep an incognito and it going wrong for you. Mm-mm. That I think yes, uh, it, that, it. that could give us that could that could yield results for us. Definitely. Declan says, my friend was on a night out, the standard Saturday night affair. But he and one of my other friends get back to the flat at 3am or so and he searched in Facebook for the name of a slightly old woman he'd had a few one night stands with. The search didn't work so he just tried again, checked whatever it was on her profile they wanted to see and soon after they went to bed. The next morning though, he opened Facebook and realised why the first search hadn't worked. He typed her name into the status bar rather than the search Uh. bar. He had as his status oh. the name of his multiple night stand up for the oh whole world God. to see oh and for about eight hours. What's worse than that, though? She'd seen it and even replied saying, oh, missing me. Ha ha. Oh. I can't think of anything more mortifying happening. And I'd be thinking about it every day for at least a decade if it was me. It's safe to say he's been a lot more cautious about searching things in Facebook after a night out. Oh, it's, it's the Ed Balls thing all over yeah. again. Well, worse in a it's way. It's worse. It's worse. I wonder how many other people liked that status. <laughs> Do you feel like the, there is a, a subset of the people you're friends with on Facebook hmm. who you could put up Nazi propaganda and they just <laughs> like it because they're just like sort of liking stuff? Maybe they're not even really reading things. Yeah. Just like, like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, like. They're part of the liking community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from Adam. Normally, I love listening to other drifters' stories, but on the odd occasion, they can induce a sudden recollection of memories I've buried so deep that I'd normally need some kind of hypnotic regression to find. (laughs) A recent episode brought one of these incidents lurking in my subconscious. 
The flashback was prompted by Jeff mentioning the Manchester ice hockey team that played at the Nine X, who are called the Manchester Storm. Although I believe Jeff mistakenly called them the Giants, who I think might have been the basketball team. I, I think you're right. I'd, um, I think I was just repressing my own memory of having to go out on the ice and take the first uh, thing for the Manchester Storm. Right, right. Okay. I don't think I ever got to uh, dribble with the Manchester Giants. Okay. But, it's hard to imagine, to be honest. But isn't it hard to imagine me on... I mean, I'm guessing I would have had to be on skates. Oh. Which isn't... I've become very rigid when ice skates are on my feet mm. in front of certainly hundreds if not thousands of people mm, mm. wielding a hockey stick and mm. trying to get a puck right into right. a net like none of that seems easy to imagine or or should i say none of that is any less difficult to imagine than me uh, dribbling <laughs> a basketball <laughs> basketball yeah i think it's I, I think it's easier to imagine me in ice hockey uh, garb yes than basketball garb yes yes a vest isn't really my uh look is it i'm i'm, I'm definitely seeing you with that cage thing on the face as well mm -hmm. that, that face protector thing mm. yeah i'd be well advised to have one of those on at all times yes. really keep yeah. your glasses intact yeah. yeah okay let's go on to the story yes as a 15 year old my parents took the family on a package holiday to portugal the type of holiday with clubs for the kids this one had a teen entertainment club that after some encouragement from family i decided to give a go Walking in, I was met by a dozen or so teenagers, most a similar age to me. On the whole, they looked like a more popular crowd than my school friends, but they seemed welcoming and I even got a smile from a girl that teenage me instantly had a crush on. Later that day, one of the other girls came to see me to let me know that her friend, my crush, fancied me and even said that I was well fit. Wow. Now, this was something new to me. Never before had this happened and I was a little taken aback. But I managed to ask some questions and find out my admirer's name and that she lived on the outskirts of Manchester just like me. The next day, armed with a never felt before or since confidence, I decided I needed to talk to her. I spotted my chance. She was by the pool with the other teens around her. As I walked closer, it became obvious she was showing off her new watch. My teenage and hormone-fueled logic decided this was the moment. And if I could drop some Mancunian knowledge in there, she would be extra impressed. As I joined the group, I asked about the watch and was informed it was a storm watch. This was it. My opportunity to impress. I started asking if she'd been to the 9X to watch the ice hockey that I'd been four or five times and I loved going. How I wanted a season ticket and who my favourite player was and why. It was only after what seemed like a good couple of minutes of my ramblings as the laughter started that I realised what everyone else had quite a while ago. Due to my decision to talk about our shared hometown, I had mixed up the designer brand Storm oh. with the Manchester Storm ice hockey team and thought that rather having an expensive watch, she was wearing an ice hockey team branded piece of merch. Needless to say, I had blown my chance of looking cool in front of her and realised that even if someone did think I was well fit ever again, my personality <laughs> would always let me down. Oh, well. Just listen to that. I'm, I'm thinking uh, another thing we should ask people for mm. is I was a teenage drift bag stories. Oh, yes. Because I think it's, it's painful for people to get those out, mm. but it'll be good. So if you've got anything about... Trying to fit in with uh, so often these stories are trying to fit in with other human beings. We we, we want a, the t the 
heightened teenage version of that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a holiday is the perfect environment for that. You get to reinvent yourself. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Trying yeah. and failing to reinvent yeah. yourself. <laughs> a holiday is a yeah. date. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. So the email address for, for all these stories, and we appreciate them greatly as ever. And if you haven't got around to sending yours yet, we'd love to uh, love to read it. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle, mm-hmm. let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. Baking. I am so bad at baking, which I don't understand. Like, it's just taking things, mixing them up, heating them up. Like, I'm genuinely puzzled as to why it always goes so wrong. Have you ever tried making something that mm. when you look at it on the page, yeah. you think this will taste nice yeah. rather than this is like a bunch of figs pretending to be chocolate no instead think don't don't think how can i make a healthy thing taste like a an unhealthy thing look i've been through three phases of baking okay one was my healthy phase disaster beetroot sweet potato dates all that bad the second one was my vegan baking phase disaster like just terrible Mm. My third one is just like nor I'm I'm going back to basics, just normal baking. Same thing. They're all they're all the same. I just there's something that I do wrong that doesn't make it work out. Like I made these brownies recently, and no exaggeration at all, they gave both me and Tom panic attacks. I know you think I'm exaggerating. No, I'm thinking of you. Um... Did you put wacky back in? No, them? People, no. I believe people do that, don't <laughs> they? No, no, they weren't That's space. The they weren't space hash, cakes. They weren't hash brownies. Oh, no. I see. Oh, I right, right, right. No, there was just some. I think maybe that the cocoa content was too high, but like my heart was pounding. I'm, I was my. I was really anxious. My breath, like it was bad. It was so. And Tom was the same. I had to throw them all out. Even yeah. my son. I'd say you, you. You are both people with some issues around reaction to food. Yes, I think you are very correct in that. Yes, I think. Um, for example, Mm-mm. I could give you. A, <laughs> let me, hold on, let me just thicken my skin. Okay, it's done. It go. I could give you a delicious <laughs> cup of decaf coffee. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You'd enjoy it, and then go about your day, and then yeah. you'd be off to bed. Yeah. And then I'd do the big reveal the next time I saw you that it wasn't decaf; it was calf. No, it was calf. Yeah. No, no I'd never do that because it's no. unethical. But no, no. I, I just don't think. I just, I don't, I don't think you know. You used to drink a lot of caffeine. Yes, and then I stopped and now I've become extremely sensitive. Remember I told you I went to a cafe and they gave me caffeine by mistake. And honestly, I was in a right old state. Doesn't believe me. Doesn't I think you're just me. often in a right old state. <laughs> I don't know. It was connected. It was connected. And I think you and Tom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, okay. You, 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 you fuel each other's stuff with this. I do. I do think we both got. We are both sensitive. There's like glu- stuff with gluten going on sometimes. Tom, yeah, I've got. I've got. But yeah. you've had your phases. Of course, I have. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm not denying. Didn't any you even of this. turn against tomatoes briefly? What? No, I must be making that up. No. no. Okay. <laughs> You've gone crazy. Or you were attributing some strange oh, quirk I of. I thought maybe they were a bit, they were causing inflammation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I did. I did yeah. go for a brief phase. Anyway. I made these brownies recently. No exaggeration. They gave both me and Tom panic attacks. Too much, too much cocoa or something. I don't know. Have you have you Googled too much cocoa panic attack? No. Do you think it's possible <laughs> that the two of you are living with a certain level of anxiety? <laughs> And you were just having panic attacks. It was like strange. Were they, were they, did, did, let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. And, and 
I think these days, I don't think you could be prosecuted. So be honest with me. Yeah, yeah. Did you put wacky backy in the? Uh, <laughs> in the? Yeah, they were hash browns. I made them for my son. No, of course I didn't. No, no. But that, but that's what they were like. Did Rudy have a panic attack? He had a t- the tiniest mouthful and said, "I don't want any more." That's how bad. Well, they were. Uh, yeah, I think that's more a reflection okay, on the okay. uh, on the brownie. Rather. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's on my mind as Tom asked me to make a cake for his birthday next week. And he sent me a recipe a few days ago via WhatsApp for one. It's a chocolate orange marble cake. Marble? Like this is something highly complex. That's something you get in a, a top French patisserie, no? Like, how am I supposed to do that? When I opened the message, I said, what's this? Like the shock of someone, he sent me some kind of unsavoury adult practices he wanted me to partake in. <laughs> have, have you... I mean, I'm guessing there are directories, kink directories. Have you typed in chocolate orange marble cake? No! Is it a thing? No! Is he Is he asking, <laughs> I really want Annabelle to chocolate orange marble cake me for my birthday. No, no. Just this once. Oh, you think that the cake recipe was just a, oh, okay. No, I think it's a euphemism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fairly sure. Okay. I better check. So really, I think I should just put baking to one side, like put it in the same category as things I won't be doing, like making butter or doing bungee jumps <laughs> or learning that language they speak on La Gomera in the Canary Islands where it's just um, whistles. There's lots of things to do in the world. You don't have to do them all, do you? But my son likes baking and it's one of the few things that will keep his attention for more than two minutes. So I've been persevering. And I'm wondering, though, if it's like skiing, tennis and languages, if it's much easier if you learn it as a child, because my mum and dad... Never baked a cake. Have you ever right. baked a cake? Well, I have. Right. But, and if I think about being a kid, you know, my mum was never a great uh, you know, a great one in the kitchen. So I think occasionally she might buy a box of cake mix. Right. To which you would add an egg. Yes, yes, And yes. then make some cupcakes. Yeah. And, and then um, cornflake cakes. Right, Where basically right. you just use chocolate as an adhesive to make some cornflakes stick together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're either from a family where you do baking yes. or you're not. Like the yeah. most we did, me and my sister had the Mr. Man cookbook and it had a recipe for peppermint creams that was just icing sugar, water and peppermint extract. And like often that even that went wrong. But like <laughs> that, that was pretty much the only thing that we did. So I'm going to tell you something interesting about icing sugar now. Something mm-hmm. mind-blowing, I think. If you already know, I'm going to feel even more like an idiot. Mm. But I needed some icing sugar for something recently, but I'd run out. So I Googled. Oh, yeah. Go on. I Googled substitute for icing sugar. And the fact so, that I'm doing this is probably some insight into this why is, I'm so is, bad at yeah, baking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So uh, this is, the, I was going to say, this is what you're getting wrong. Yeah, yeah. When you don't have an ingredient, right. stop. You just stop, do you? Yeah. You either stop, go to the shop and start again, or you just abort the mission. So I shouldn't think, well, I haven't got the sugar, but like sweet potato, that's quite sweet. I'll just put no, some that in. No, <laughs> no. Okay. You're not in a position to improvise. No, no, because I'm too basic a level. Yeah, you've got to. Hessen Blumenthal, yes. Annabelle, no. Is that you've got to do all your grades on the piano. Yes. And then improvise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, do you know what icing sugar is? Like, I just assumed it was a special type of sugar. It is. It's like this very fine, powdery sugar. It's just normal sugar that's been really ground up. I know. What? So you can make your own icing sugar by putting just normal Carter sugar or granulated sugar in the food processor or blender or grinder. In fact, granulated is the most coarse. And then you've got Carter sugar, exactly the same bit finer. And then you've got icing sugar, super fine. So it's all the same sugar? Yes, exactly it's the just same. How, how much it's been whizzed up? It's the, tex- it's the texture of it. This is mind-blowing. Isn't it mind-blowing? 
I'm not going to buy it anymore because... If, oh, careful, Elmo. I, <laughs> I mean, this, is, this, no, this is where you go wrong. I'm just going to make my own because if I do buy icing sugar, within about three hours of opening the packet, it's all gone into lumps harder than diamonds. I have to get a hammer <laughs> out. So I'm just not going to buy it anymore. But isn't that mind-blowing? Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of effort to be getting the food processor out of the ground. Grinding just, your own sugar. Not... not <laughs> pleasant things to clean yeah that's true that's true i don't understand why you won't contemplate churning your own butter but you will <laughs> contemplate grinding your own sugar yeah true, true like you don't have anything of it there's um you know there's a type that comes into mind when i think of somebody churning butter and maybe mm. you don't uh no you don't conform to that stereotype. No, I think no. I'm largely basing it on the, the, the good Polish. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking of the Polish Eurovision entry from some years ago. Oh right, okay. I don't know what that is. Okay, it had like it seems to have stuck with me for some reason. <laughs> right, uh, several like um, buxom oh. ladies. Why would that stick in frilly tro- tops? Right, right. Churning butter. Oh, okay. I can that see was why our entry into the Eurovision Song Contest. Why that sprang to mind. The song I can't recall. No, just the visual of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were churning butter on stage. They didn't win, so it no. obviously backfired on them. But as, as strategies go, <laughs> it has something in it. I really thought you were going to say the good life. Anyway. No, listen. but you don't have anything of the uh, Felicity Kendall no. to you anyway. No, no. More than a Polish milkmaid, though. Okay. You know, better cast you as one or the other. Okay, okay. So it's your birthday soon, mm. next month. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to make you a lovely cake. I found a recipe for an eight-layer chocolate souffle cake. It's decorated with macarons, and it's Ugh. vegan, gluten-free, and refined sugar-free. Maybe I can eat that while my uh, while my wife is chocolate orange marble cake. <laughs> <me. laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, before I carry on, we received the loveliest email. This is one of my favourite emails I've ever received. It came from Emmeline, who says, Hello, I think you both helped me with my buggy down some steps today as I was leaving Abney Park Cemetery in Stoke Newington. Um, If I'm right, and it was you, thank you. And um, as I walked off, I reflected on A how good Jeff's small talk was for someone who thinks he has no small talk skills. This is this is um, closure for me because I've been worrying about my small talk skills in that interaction. Oh, really? Yes. Well, but like, I think you're quite smooth. What I like the most is when you spotted her from quite some distance and you pegged towards her to be the buggy hero. You mm. carried the, the I pram. Bolted, I bolted, you didn't bolted, I? yeah, because yeah, you wanted to be the, you know, the hero guy. Yeah. And then you carried it down the steps. And I thought you did a little bit of, like, okay small talk about well, steps and buggies. Yes, but I th- I th- here's, here's the thing. Mm. I think generally as a person, I'm struggling to keep it light at the moment. Right. <laughs> and, um, my small talk was about 
Oh, it's so difficult with all these steps. I mean, just think about people in wheelchairs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there was a Saturday Night Live character called Debbie Downer. <laughs> and I think there's a touch of that. To the... Oh, yeah. Think about the people in wheelchairs and accessibility. I don't think that's breezy small talk. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important point to make. But maybe helping somebody with a, a pram wasn't the... Uh, wasn't the for wasn't the um wasn't it, the it's a bit as well like you think you've got it hard you haven't <laughs> that's what it was a bit as well but like but you know in general i thought it was a nice interaction oh, i just i just yeah i just feel it in life i have so little chance really mm. to uh create a positive in, impression of myself Mm-mm. but being attentive being always been on the lookout for people with a pram and some steps. It's your thing. How it's many times thing. have you done it this week? Well, I had I had quite the intense 24 hours because I, uh, I, it was this one mm. and then two more subsequently. <laughs> Three in 24 hours? Yeah, but then it's it's been, uh, I don't know if I've left the house since. Did you use the same small talk every time? Or was this trying to No, no. Right, I, right. I think I, I then um, just tried a friendly smile, which as you always tell me is pro- probably more akin to a creepy smile. <laughs> Um, because I'd, I'd felt like my small oh. talk wasn't, I didn't, I didn't want to start oh. making people think of the hardships of the world. <laughs> You've got some positive feedback. That's amazing. Emmeline also says, B, uh, I reflected on if I've been effusive enough in my thanks uh, amidst my fluster at recognising you both, especially to Annabelle, who picked up my mask for me oh i did yeah i had to pick up quite gingerly because i wasn't sure where to place my finger so i ended up going for the strings mm. and then handing it over i think you yeah. made the right decision yeah i am a little bit affronted that emmeline is more worried that her thanks weren't effusive enough to you <laughs> because i just think it takes a lot more physical effort to lift a pram than it does to lift a mask yeah, but i could have a got baby c- you know, an infectious disease from that mask oh so you were risking your life i was risking my life yeah you were risking a, some back strain i was risking my life that's very true mm. okay okay well emmeline says um if it wasn't you two then this whole message will be very confusing to you <laughs> it was i wonder if, how many people you know we you and i have these interactions with and they're left thinking was it then? Mm. I mean, I'm imagining none apart from Emily. Yeah, that's probably the only <laughs> because time. Because we're almost never outside of my house together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, occasionally, on the occasion when we are, it's, it's usually inside your house. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And um, the chance of anybody having heard our voices is somewhat remote anyway. Mm-mm. But It was a real one-off this. It was lovely. It's it's really yeah it's uh, I've had a difficult week in some respects this week and this is this has helped good good best wishes Emmeline and baby Raffy is it Raffy or Rafy Raffy, Raffy usually yeah is that uh, is that uh, top of the pops when it comes to baby names is it a big I, climber I do know two other Raffys it's a very nice do name you? maybe no three maybe yeah very nice I don't know that I've met a Raffy oh. before I like it. It reminds me of Raffles, the gentleman thief. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll grow up to be a gentleman thief. Oh, I'd, well, if any any thief, I suppose gentleman's the best. Thief, thief, not great, but yeah, if, yeah. They're, if they're wearing a top hat and uh, be one. they're sort of charming, mm, mm. maybe employing an umbrella. Oh, yes, yes, to I hook remember, things. I remember once going in the cinema and there being a sign up saying, um, patrons be aware that uh, people have been slithering on the ground with umbrellas <laughs> and hooking hammers. <laughs> Did they use the word slithering? I don't know. I don't know. That was amazing. But, you know, at once it made me 
careful about my belongings, mm. but also impressed at the ingenuity. Yes, yeah, you can't help but be, yeah. Employing both a slither and a, a brolly. A <laughs> brolly, yeah. yeah. Baby Raffi was very cute, I thought. It was a little peak, very mm. cute. Well, Emmeline, thank you for uh, thank you for that. Mm. That was a, a lovely email to be receive. The same day, mm. I went and got my hair cut. Mm -hmm. I told you about my barber before, in that he really loves violence. Yes, yes, do remember. He that. once told me that he doesn't like superhero films because the violence isn't realistic enough for him. And when he watches a film, he wants to see people get really effed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. A very different type to me, I think. Yeah, yeah. I like films that make me feel feelings. <laughs> yeah, different. So, um, so I mean, maybe he is feeling a feeling. Blood loss. That is, <laughs> is that technically an emotion? Different type of feeling. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I went in the other day and, and we exhausted our various... Uh, areas of small talk which were what i wanted done to my hair mm -hmm. and if i was going on holiday right i'm not so then i uh, used the fallback of oh what are you watching and he told me about some i don't know if it's like some gangland series set in london that he's watching on netflix okay which maybe isn't my thing but i was surprised to hear him say yeah it's, pr it's pretty good but i'll be honest uh that's just too many guns in it for me. Oh, right. And I thought, this this, this must be very violent if it's past your threshold, mm. based on everything you previously told me about your enjoyment of violence. So I thought, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I thought, you like that kind of thing. You went, no, no, I do like that kind of thing. It's just it's set in London. And if it was guns, the police would be there in five minutes. You want to see knives. You want to see stabbings. <laughs> oh, stabbings are more realistic. <laughs> It's not so, glory enough for him. Yeah, basically. it wasn't that the violence uh, was the, and the glorification of it was a problem. It was mm. that shootings weren't realistic, but whereas people being stabbed is. Wow. Different type. Mm. Um, what else can I tell you about? Oh, just very quickly as we move towards Quandary Corner. Mm -hmm. My brother came down to London overnight last week mm -hmm. and I took thought oh, i'd love to go out for a meal with my brother and my wife sarah so i uh known it's a thursday night i, I booked a restaurant mm -hmm. somewhere close to home and close to where i live there are a lot of turkish restaurants which isn't always great for me because they they tend not to be particularly vegetarian friendly okay however one of the most famous, arguably the most famous, which has always been a sort of cheap and cheerful, authentic Turkish place that is rammed with both members of the Turkish community, lots of hipsters, people from the art scene. It's always had a bit of a buzz to it, mm. but it's been a very no-frills Turkish restaurant. Okay. Not, not, and, and I think it's had a buzz to it, not least because they, they were sort of one of the first ones to embrace social media. Uh, okay. So... So, so it's one of these areas like Rush Home in Manchester. It's like Indian restaurant after Indian restaurant after Indian restaurant. This street near me is, is kind of Turkish restaurant after Turkish restaurant. But this is this is the one with the buzz. And during lockdown, um, the the sons of the proprietor, I think, took it over, gave it a revamp and they uh, introduced a lot more vegetarian dishes onto the menu. It's gone a bit more upscale. 
it got very good reviews in the broadsheet newspapers and i thought that's going to be the place to go then right and i know it gets busy so i'll go online to book a table as it turns out they have a table for three available exactly when i want to eat great i click on it it then says do you want to eat upstairs or downstairs okay here's my problem Mm mm-hmm I don't remember there being anything other than a ground floor in this restaurant. Oh, so you don't know if there's a basement or... Yeah, okay, yeah. Right, right. So basically, if there was a box that said, I don't want to eat in a basement, <laughs> that's the one that I'd be clicking. Yes, yeah, yeah. But as it is, it's just saying upstairs or downstairs. And I think, well, is downstairs a basement or is downstairs the ground floor? Yeah, yeah. Is upstairs the first floor or, right. or is it the ground floor? And I'm on Google um, Street View trying to figure it out. I'm on Google Images that, and still nothing gives me any indication. Mm-mm. So I think it's, I think it's, I th- I'm going to go for downstairs. I think downstairs is the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And we get there, incredibly busy. I say I got a reservation for three people. The name is Jeff. They say, oh, right this way. They show us to our table on the ground floor. Maybe even the best table in the house. No. Like looking out, you know, one, one person's looking at the open kitchen. Everyone, the other two are looking across the restaurant and to the bustling London street beyond. Lovely. We sit down, pour ourselves a glass of water, tap water. <laughs> Another waiter then comes over and says, I'm awfully sorry, there's been a mistake. You uh, you requested a table downstairs and this one is now reserved. So um, if it's okay with you, I'll just take you downstairs. Oh, no. We then go downstairs and I'm not saying that it's, it's definitely a, a basement that hostages have been kept in in the past. Right. But it does have that look to it. Does the word dank spring to mind? Yes. Dank, yeah. Yes. Okay, wow, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. And they showed you like what you, you could see, have if, had if, first. If the drop-down was... Yeah, it's like, here's what you would have yeah. won. If the drop-down was, do you want to eat in a dank or non-dank environment? <laughs> okay, non-dank. Non-dank. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they sit, sit us down in, in this basement, and I think, well, does it matter that much, right? Does it, does it matter that much? When I was younger, I used to be very fussy about where they sat me in a restaurant because I'd perceive slights all the time. Right. And I've, I'm trying to shake that off. Okay. And just think, I'm having a nice time. It's the same food. It's mm-hmm. the same place. I'm with the same people. Why do I get so hung up on that kind of thing? Right. However, um, it quickly becomes apparent that I am, from where I'm sitting with my back to the wall, looking across the table, just beyond my wife, I'm looking into an open toilet. Oh, no. And what I don't mean here is off in the distance in the corner, I can just about glimpse a toilet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting looking at you across the table as I am now, yeah, yeah. and then maybe another one and a half, two metres behind Sarah oh. is an open doorway yeah, yeah. through which I can see the toilet basin and the lid is up. So I'm looking into a toilet. Okay, that's bad. It's not good, is no, it? No, no, no. And I'm nearly 50 and I like eating out. Mm, mm, mm. And I feel like I've eaten anywhere from the swankiest places to the most basic hole-in-the-wall places. Mm. And it's rare for me to have a, a completely unfamiliar experience. However, <laughs> I, th- I think that staring into a toilet bowl while I'm <laughs> oh, <God>. eating <laughs> yeah, yeah. is one of them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. 
and I can feel myself getting a bit annoyed as, as the waiter sat us and he's come over and said everything okay and I'm like yeah 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 so and then I try to make it about me oh I'm such a fool I didn't realize there was a downstairs from the last time I was here and then when it gave you the option upstairs or downstairs I thought upstairs might be the first floor and now we've got like this rubbish table you know, I try and say rubbish in a friendly way like it's my fault but yeah. like it's st still I'm trying to passive aggressively complain complain about the table mm -hmm. but he doesn't bite at all and then I'm thinking, this is one of the most popular places on this stretch. It's never not busy. Am I being weird for thinking it's a problem to be looking into an open toilet mm, mm. while I'm eating? I mean, what do you think? I think there's a certain level of what I would pay for food and I would find it unacceptable. So if the main course was, say, under five pounds it's really not exact i do not okay, want to be well, looking this, at the is, toilet. this is interesting yeah. then because, i do not want to be um how think, much was it i think my, my, my for the veggie main course was 17 or 18 pounds oh no 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 and, no no um rob's main course was either was either 24 or 26 what? pounds that's expensive yeah no no that's so i'm paying okay. all this money to 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 stare into a toilet no 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 and then i say to him i say Listen, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm not being difficult, but I, I'm like I'm looking into a toilet, and I don't just mean <laughs> the room, the toilet. I'm looking into a toilet, actual toilet, yeah. And I have to say, his reaction suggested that it's never ever occurred to anybody before that this might be a problem. Really? Yes. Wow. And what he managed to do was like pull a bit of curtain across so that the toilet was partially obscured, but I had a um a full view then of the open um like communal sink area so i had, oh, a, right, right. had a full view of people washing like the remnants of urine and fecal matter <laughs> off their hands which i still don't think is great but no. it's it's not a toilet bowl yeah i guess slightly better but it, it's it's the um here's what i don't know what to do with it though because mm. i'm not going to write an angry trip advisor review <laughs> no and even if I did, it's so popular, mm. it doesn't matter. No, no. Like, I've even had an idea. Like, I could send them a sketch of an idea I've had for a very simple curtain rail drape situation, which <laughs> would obscure the toilet from one side but not from the other, so it wouldn't be visible to anybody eating, but people would still be able to get in and out of it quickly. I'd love it if you sent them a sketch of that. I'd love that. No, just with, with rough with, dimensions with, with, and a suggested yes. fabric. Well, <laughs> suggested fabric. Yeah, do it. But they don't care. No, they don't. They, but, but, but you, if they care, they're changed already. Well, this yeah. is this is what I can't yeah. think. Like, would that be me? Would that be these business owners thinking, "Oh God, I'm humiliated, but I never thought of that." Mm. Bless this man oh, what a kind for man. taking the time mm. to alert us mm. to this way in which the ambience of our restaurant is uh, perhaps, you know, a little dissatisfactory. Mm. Or would they just think, ah, "If him," <laughs> that probably, yeah. That really eats away at me. Yeah. People taking my twenty-six pounds a main course, eighteen for vegetarian <laughs> me. Um to think mm. F him. So what are you gonna do then? Vote with my feet. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
What is the correct response when someone asks you to sponsor them for an activity that is not challenging, unusual and doesn't require any real effort or ingenuity? An acquaintance, a middle-aged lady, has posted that she is raising money by walking the grand total of 25k over one month. She has no medical condition and will be clocking up the miles, all 15 and a half of them, by walking the dog. I think just going about such everyday tasks is not an achievement for the average person and should not be rewarded. While I am more than happy to support the charity, is it wrong just to make a donation to them without acknowledging the person's feet whatsoever? And how should one respond when asked directly, will you sponsor me when you really don't want to, particularly if it's rewarding the mundane? I do sympathise with this. Well, I'm just thinking about this. Our charity giving, I don't think I've ever given money to charity because the thing that somebody was doing was particularly impressive. I think I've given money to charity because somebody's said, will you donate some money and I want them to like me and it feels like a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... But do you think, I think there's a difference between not particularly impressive and very much everyday activity. I sort of don't care. Like, why really? should they, why should somebody else be putting themselves out in order for me to be giving money to charity? <laughs> like, why get... should me thinking, yeah, yeah I'd really, um, I'd, I'd really like to help that cat's home, but mm. I really want somebody to <laughs> suffer physical discomfort. I think that about charity singles sometimes. Like, I'll give money to charity, but I want something in return. I want some music. <laughs> It's like you should be just giving anyway. Really. This is like a and I understand it from a an awareness point of view. Yes, yes. And that's why things like you know, Red Nose Day or whatever are so yeah, yeah, uh, successful, important, and all that. But I don't know. I, I get, I get, I get it because they they might as well have just asked you to give some money to charity because what they're doing is so minimal. Mm -mm. It almost makes it feel insulting. What about when that man asked me to sponsor him because he was going to be playing darts in the pub for twelve hours? <gasps> I thought, no, that's just your normal Saturday. Like, I yeah. don't see why I should I should give you money for it. Yeah, I mean, twelve hours is some going, but that, I, I, that, I think that probably makes him think he's a legend, not that he's right, he's right. done something that's particularly. There's a legendary Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one that he's always trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's usually being carried out. Yeah, not that. I mean, no disrespect, but uh, I wouldn't want to be carrying him out. No. He had a, a dark player's physique. Well, you know the man I mean, don't you? I do, yes. and I'm not, not you know, judging the physique. I'm just saying I wouldn't want to be carrying him out. But he looks like a sort of man who would have spent 12 hours exactly. in the pub on yeah, a Saturday yeah, yeah, playing yeah. darts. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. I mean, not all darts players. Like John Lowe, John Lowe if you remember, the gentleman mm -hmm. of darts. He didn't particularly have that look, did he? Mm. Well, do you remember when I mentioned John Lowe, the gentleman of darts, to... Uh, Anti the Viking Fordham. Oh, yeah. And he rolled his eyes. He went, Gentleman of Darts. I don't think so. Oh. Mm. Love all that. Bit of bitching. Rest Great. in peace. Yes, Not John, though. I don't know if he's no. still with us, but Andy Fordham. Lovely, lovely man. What a lovely man. Oh, the nicest. The absolute nicest. And when he came to your house. Oh, he's so lovely. Yeah. I feel that I've just said something that really deserves a lot of explaining in context, but we don't really have the time. Yes, yeah, so let's just leave it there. <laughs> So to summarise, what you're saying is if you want to give the money to the charity, it doesn't matter if what they're doing is unimpressive. No, but I, I still would maybe feel the need to passive-aggressively let them know it was unimpressive. And how would you do that? I don't know. Saying, oh, God, so will your dog not be getting walks? Uh, 
on the months you're not raising money for charity. <laughs> I can't do that. No, it's no. 25 kilometres, did you say? Uh, yes. Over the course of a month? Yes. So it's less than one kilometre a day. And she's probably doing that anyway. Well, I'm just thinking the dog probably needs to be getting more than that a day anyway. Right. Unless it's got tiny little legs. Maybe. Or a condition. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. I, no. I feel that. I shouldn't be judging that. These are all things we don't know. No, but... Another reason to sponsor someone is just because you want them to like you. Well, that that's my... So I, I'm I'm always doing some kind of delicate balance of wanting somebody to like me mm. and it being a cause that I, I want mm. to support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's more one than the other, but usually those two components exist in, in significant part. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, got that sorted? I think so. She should just... If she wants... She likes a charity, she should do it. If not, she can feel free to ignore it. Exactly. Okay, good. Right, let's move on to Katie in California. I'm one of those people who always seems to miss the moment when there's something I want to say and then, once the moment has passed, feel like it's impossible to ever come back to whatever it was. For example, my parents are here visiting my one-year-old son, their grandson, and before I could ask them to leave their shoes at the door, they were walking across his playmat in sneakers. And I decided, then and there, that as they'd already done the thing that I was trying for them to avoid, I could never possibly tell them that we're a shoe-free house. So here's my quandary. I have a friend in town who has a one-year-old. We see each other quite often and have both put babies in the car together to go for outings, etc. The first time we did this, I noticed that she doesn't tighten the harness in her daughter's car seat so the straps are wide and loose and not snug against her body like they're supposed to be. I noticed this and said nothing. I proceeded not to mention it the next two times I saw her daughter in her car seat, even though I really wanted to. Now I feel it's definitely too late to say something, but it's really way on me, as it's not safe for her daughter to be riding in the car with such loose straps. I have no idea if my friend doesn't know better or just doesn't remember to tighten them, or how I can mention to her when I never said anything the first, second or third time I saw her daughter in her car seat. What should I do? I'm not advocating like totalitarian states, mm. but the secret police would come in handy for something like this, wouldn't they? Oh, grass her up, yeah. secret police. <laughs> yeah. I knock on the door. Oh, well, there's something interesting v- v- in that. Yeah. V- I don't know why they're, well, I do know why they're German. <laughs> <laughs> she could. I've had, I've had what I think's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Similar. Mm. She could go on the internet, go on mm. one of these like graphic design sites, free things like Canva. Mm. Mock up a leaflet, um, a public information leaflet about parents not tightening harnesses properly, print it out, pop it through the letterbox like everyone's gone in the street but they haven't, and then she'll know about it if she didn't already know about it. It's the perfect way of letting her know. I mean, I did at first think you were talking about one of those things where you cut letters out of newspapers. No, no, not an anonymous, no, no. No, she can make out it's a public information thing like from the government. Just put gov.uk at the bottom. What about making uh, a highly produced public information film on YouTube? Yes. And then sending it to all your gal pals and yeah. parent pals, I should say. Yeah. That's an awful bit of uh, right. sex, everyday sexism from me there. That's okay. I keep... I say this as a very active and involved parent as well, so I really need yes. to take a good look at good look at myself. Um, I think it's possibly because this this friend is another woman, and I was projecting a yeah, certain type. It's fine. Of uh, anyway, I'm going to pretend it's like one of those chain things that you're forwarding to everyone. Yeah, girls, pay attention to this. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know this. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the other way you could go with it. So sometimes, if I am trying to share something uncomfortable, I make it about 
me in uh not in a narcissistic way but i make me the butt of it so i go mm. oh god i feel awful somebody told me off the other day for not tightening um tightening these straps correctly and they say no it's a risk to his life and i, I didn't know at all so does does this look okay to you because uh, apparently they said that you see what i mean yeah, so you're, you're making yeah. it all about you yeah yeah you're not even noticing their child no yes, yes but you do yes. then risk them saying oh no it's fine these people are idiots Oh. If anything, they should be slacker. <laughs> Why don't we, to nobody... spite them, say no seatbelts? <laughs> nobody thinks these seatbelts need to be slack. Come on, nobody in their right mind. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's okay to pretend it's the first time you've noticed it. I don't think you need to feel mortified that you didn't mention it all those other times. No. Is this could be the, but like, oh. Oh, yeah, do, you but me, I, do, you to, do you want me to tighten those for you? Because they look a bit loose. And even that, maybe? Oh, I don't know if I could say that to somebody. No, I feel like difficult. it's criticising their parenting. Yeah, true, true. You've got to criticise yourself yes. and let them learn from that. Yes, exactly. Either that or the film or the leaflet. Okay, great. Yeah. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. If you have a social dilemma, if you need to know what the etiquette is in Quandary Corner, or uh, if you have a story of your own social ineptitude, your own interactions with human beings gone awry, love to do a teenage edition. I think um, I think that that could, uh, that could bear fruit for us. And... What was the other thing we said that was good? Oh yeah, yeah, trying to uh, trying to pass unnoticed and failing, mm-hmm. or, or anything. You know, we we just really enjoy your stories. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And um, while we were just finishing up there, mm. I did. I was doing some googling, and I have mm. found. And I'm slightly nervous about typing this in. I have mm. found it like a, a, a kink site where you can type things. No, like a kink dictionary, no. So, on, was it chocolate? Orange marble cake. Orange marble. Enter. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Clear search history. Please close that. Close that. Close that window. Minimize. Minimize. Podication time. Mm. This says, hi, Jeff. Hi, Annabelle. Hi. Hi. A strange podication request and not as sad as it first sounds. Okay. On the 4th of April, my best mate, Alfie, will visit the vet for the last time after 11 years of being the best dog and a life well lived. He will get plenty of fuss and attention. So... I'd rather first podicate all vets and veterinary staff uh, and all those who work in professions where no one is ever especially happy to see you and recognise what a huge mental health issue this is for them. I've I've heard heard about that, actually. Yeah, I mean, that must be difficult. Mm. I mean, it takes a, spe- a special kind of person, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a special thank you to vets Hannah, Julian and Sophie.
Um, Alfie, sorry, Henry continues. I'd like to double podicate and recognise how fortunate I am to have the ability to manage and decide how Alfie lives his last few weeks and send love and care to all those who have human friends and family that are not allowed this privilege. Best wishes to all. Henry and Alfie. That's, um, the reason I've gone quiet is I'm staggered at how I'm lost for words a little bit here. Like what a beautiful mindset you're able to apply to this. Mm-mm. Like, like goodbyes are just hard, right? Yeah. Just, just the worst. And that you can see it like this, I think reflects incredibly well on you henry it's not about him is it no no it's really lovely and it's like a celebration it's like yes. thank you yes. for the day yeah, yeah um and alfie going across the rainbow bridge they call it don't they will you would you would you ever take me to that clinic in switzerland would you be the one to accompany that's, me that's a big question yeah you want me to answer now <laughs> I think I'd, I'd I'd find you quite good, you know. I mean, probably I should ask Sarah first. Yeah, but it'd be weird if I was the first person. You yeah, asked. and I'm not thinking this weekend or anything no, like no, that. No, no, I mean, no. I am, but I also <laughs> understand that's not a good impulse. <laughs> I mean, we could go after this. Have you got time? <laughs> My passport's being renewed. Remember? Right. Okay. Well, well, there we go. Mm. Um, it's bought me a bit of uh, yeah, a bit of time. It's bought me a bit of time. Yeah. But in in a way, I'd find it easier to stare at your f- face as I uh, slipped slipped out of this life than Sarah's. Really? I don't mean I'm not. This isn't. Um, I'm not revealing anything about no. my. And in many ways, it's not a compliment. It's just like, oh, it'd be, it'd be too painful to say goodbye to Sarah. To There's me, a bit of that, easier. and also like she. I think she she would struggle to not be hysterical. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I saw her on the wedding day. And yeah, so yeah. And that was a happy day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or was it? <laughs> I mean, Marbury, is there a sinister truth here? Um, and I think, you know, you're not prone to hysterics. I'm not saying you're, you're cold. No, no. I think, you, I think, you know, you'd have teary eyes. Mm. But I think you'd just, you know, I think, the most you could ever offer in a situation like that, this, and I mean, I mean it in a in a very good way, mm-hmm. is you know, perhaps in generations prior to ours, when people didn't really know how to comfort uh, friends, family in distress, other mm-hmm. than make them a cup of tea and say, mm-hmm. "Oh dear, they're there, oh, they're there." Mm-hmm. I think that's very much. I think you have a. I think you a very good version of that is is okay. as much as you can offer. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. I'm, you don't take that as an insult, do you? I'm thinking, do you want? Did you want more? No, I <laughs> think that, that's with that? I think that's a good amount. It's, good. it's a good yeah. amount. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what I'm good at. I'm not good at the saying the other bit. Yeah, so I don't. No, yeah, no. And I don't want that from mm, you. Good, good. Okay, okay. So there you go. Maybe I would be a good person then. Yeah. So is it a deal then? I could be like my granddad when I saw him in hospital the last time, and he said, "Well, I won't be seeing you again, so goodbye." <laughs> I could be like that. Did you go, bye then? I did. What else can I do? Okay, bye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. I think I'll, I think I'll die first. Well, who knows? Who knows? 
Especially in that environment <laughs> where you've taken me to be euthanized. Oh, I see. Yeah, be extremely unlikely in that but situation. I think just sort of generally, you, you seem themselves. like somebody who's going to live a long time, I think. Mm. I don't think your quality of life will be great. Okay, thanks. thanks. <laughs> nice to have something to look forward to. Thanks for that. Like I see, you very, mean? very frail and, and um, seldom go outdoors. Right, sounds lovely. <laughs> What's your issue? Like for for many many years. <laughs> yes, I think that, that's you just keep going and keep mm-hmm. going and keep going with your blanket. Yeah, little tartan blanket. Maybe you're getting to jigsaws. Could you see that for yourself? I, I would. I love a jigsaw. You like a Sudoku, don't you? Sudoku. Oh Sudoku. yeah. Don't get me started on Crosswordle. Oh really? Oh, it's so good. What's Crosswordle? It's a cross between a Sudoku and Wordle. <laughs> it's really good. Do you still do Wordle? Yep. Every day. Yep. What's what? What do you tend to average at? Um, you know, just normal. I'm, 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 I'm unbeaten. Sorry for saying it, but I am. Unbeaten. So you've got a streak. I've got a streak. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm unbeaten, but I forget to All play right. it some days. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So I haven't got a streak. Mm, mm. But what, what would you say your number of guesses is average? Well, I can tell you. Yeah. Do you, oh. want, you want to, you want to look at my stats? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't because I don't because I keep dropping the ball. I haven't got good stats. Oh, okay. Well, with it, I just say I'm pretty average, really. So if you look here, oh. Um, Let me see. No, all oh, right then. Okay, so I believe you. you. It's, not, so it's not great. It's not great. Oh, look at this. So you played ninety-two times, hundred mm-hmm. percent win. So ninety-two streak. You've never got it in one no, guess. No, sadly not. There've been three occasions on which you've got it in two, mm. and three occasions in which it's taken you six. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But then you know, typically it's three or four, which I would say that's. Similar to me, is it? Okay. Although uh, you've got more teas than me, mm, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I, but I just think it's luck. I just think, think well, it's luck. It's good. We must have talked about Wordle before on the podcast. No, I don't think we have. Oh, I talk about it with Ed. Ed is obsessed with it. Oh, so is I talk about it on the other podcast. Mm. What's so? Do you um? Do you have a word? You start what are you doing? With? You're tra- I feel like you're doing anything. Oh, I thought I'm you were not, typing no, letters into no, me. No, like, no, I wouldn't do that to you. No, I would have done. Obviously, a different word every day. Yes, Because you've got to feel. The so. vibe yes. of the day. What yes. was yesterday? What yeah. could today be? Yeah. Yesterday was a spur, so today might be a crur, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Ed, Ed has started using the same word every day. Yeah, I, I know people who do that. Yeah. I rate he uses. I are uh, yeah, it's got it's got three vowels. Mm. My niece does ocean, that's good. Three that's vowels good. as well. But I, I like to so I like my word to have something like an H or an L as the second letter, so you can get an idea of what type of word it is. Do you see what I mean? Oh. Okay, that's as good. well as using some it's, vowels, it's but I think people over overestimate the importance of vowels oh, in that opening word. Is, okay, is what I've come to believe. Okay, okay. But I, I did read somebody on Twitter. It might have been the comedian Mark Watson make the point that to get it in two, really, mm. there's a lot of luck involved. Yes, but once you're into three or four, you're really using your brain, and it's deduction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you play on normal mode or hard mode? I will see. I didn't know about this, and I think maybe you told me I didn't know about hard mode. But I think I don't play on hard mode, but I do myself play in hard mode. So hard mode is when you're not allowed to use letters that have already been rejected, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. You've got so to. So I do that it, yeah. anyway. I yeah, do that yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's switch it to hard mode then. So have I said this to you before? Once, a few times, maybe three times. Don't anymore. I. Got on a pe- I was a bit stuck, so I got a piece of paper out, did dashes, put the letters in to kind of like really try and concentrate. And Tom found them and got angry. Got angry oh, you have said that. And said yeah. that I was cheating. Yeah. Yes. You, that's, I haven't done it for a while now because I haven't felt the need, but I, d- I don't think that's cheating. I don't, well, I, I always want to do it, but I've never got, I can never, like, mm. even now when I'm doing the podcast, if you notice, like, I've always got a blunt pencil. I can never find, like, a good thing to write with during the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think I would, because I can't visualise either. Yes, yes. So because I've got that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't it think it's cheating. I don't oh, think so. I don't think so either. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, sorry, we're going yeah, we on a to... tangent, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't want to uh, pull focus, which we undoubtedly have there. Yes, yeah, sorry. With both me thinking about my hmm. own <laughs> time of passing. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say, Henry, this is a beautiful email. Alfie sounds amazing. Yes. It's really considerate of you to think about people in those professions, especially vets and veterinary staff. And I really hope these days are precious i mean it just sounds like there's nothing i can say Mm-mm. that's going to be at all insightful or think oh yeah that that's a way to think about it because you've got this stuff you've got it all sorted in your head by the sound of yeah. it and i think maybe i mean it's been a while but we could even when the time comes mm. hammer up a plaque oh, for alfie the dead dogs memorial wall yes yes yeah okay people should look that up on youtube oh do a little song with the animation. It's nice. And then imagine Alfie in it as well. Oh. So we don't really have the resource or no. the time. <laughs> no, sorry. To uh, update the video no. or the lyrics. But, no, no. you know, that's we would if we could, but we can't. Exactly. Whose catchphrase did that used to be? Would if I, I would if I could, I but I can't. Someone's. No. Anyway, uh, there we go. Um, Alfie, what a good boy. Henry, what a fine man. What a mighty, mighty good man. And that's the latest edition of the podcast. If you would like a, uh, a podcast dedicating to you, you can email us for a podication. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.